Welcome to the VA HSRD Investigator Insights podcast series. In this episode, HSRD Research Content Editor Maria Hecht talks with Audrey Jones, investigator with the Informatics Decision Enhancement and Analytics Sciences Center. They're discussing her work understanding how media portrayals of VA can have an impact on whether or not veterans choose to use or refer other veterans to VA care. Hi, Audrey. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for inviting me. First, what I'd really like to know is sort of what drew you to VA? How did you end up at VA? And how did you get into health services research? My interest in health services started pretty early on, and that was also my entree to the VA. So initially, I was working as a research assistant on a clinical trial of depression for, with patients who had experienced traumatic brain injury. So one of my responsibilities as a research assistant was you know, recruiting patients into the study and then conducting um, follow-up interviews and asking patients about you know, how they were coping and um, assessing you know, symptoms of depression. Just um, hearing patient narratives about their experiences of depression and the observation that some patients got were able to get treatment and, and others didn't. So it really led me to think about kind of the organization of the healthcare system more broadly and the various barriers that patients experience in, in accessing care. From that experience, I went on to uh, pursue a master's training and eventually a PhD in health services research from the UCLA Fielding School of Public Health. And while I was at UCLA, I was very fortunate to um, do an internship program with the VA Greater Los Angeles Healthcare System. I worked in the outpatient substance abuse programs for for two years, and that also was a very formative experience. I really got um, or developed an appreciation for the VA's its mission towards providing high-quality mental health and addiction care that you don't always see in the private sector, and the emphasis on quality improvement. Also, as someone who was very interested in health services, I really just appreciated what I saw as a robust health services infrastructure and sort of a deep um, bench of mentors. (laughs) The VA was just a natural home for me really kind of from the beginning. It's uh, it's really interesting when people talk about the UCLA Fielding School of Public Health. Usually the next comment is, and that's how I met Becky Yano, the director <laughs> of our Greater Los Angeles Center of Innovation, and typically they're most of the time medical anthropologists. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, it's great to hear about your appreciation for and your understanding of the mission because I think that that's something that um, a lot of people who could go into the private sector, like yourself, are attracted to, and it's really nice to hear. So your work focused on the negative media coverage of VA wait times, which, as we know, in 2014 was quite widespread throughout the media and uh, quite a challenging thing for VA to deal with, and rightly so. It was an issue that needed to be addressed and is being addressed in an ongoing manner. It's an important issue because the more you sort of talk down something, the less people are willing to kind of embrace it, and we want our veterans to embrace the VA system. So how did you get into this, and what drew you to it? Yeah, well, this is really a story of serendipity. (laughs) I was at the um, Center for Health Equity Research and Promotion, Mm -hmm. CHIRP, in in Pittsburgh, and our team was conducting a large mixed-method study of veteran um, satisfaction and experiences with care Mm -hmm. at the time when this news um, event occurred. So we were in the middle of conducting 1,200 interviews, 
with um, a diverse sample of veterans uh, from across the country. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, there was this negative event mm -hmm. where we had discovered that um, the VA wasn't meeting access standards, that facilities had, had kept um, wait lists in order to meet performance goals, and, and that veterans had died while waiting for care. The news coverage was so ubiquitous, <laughs> and it was such a really salient event, and we heard through our, in our interviews with veterans, they would talk about um, sort of the reputation of the VA and things they heard about the VA in relation to their personal experience. And we just had kind of an aha moment that we were really in a unique position mm -hmm. to compare and contrast veteran um, experiences of trust in particular in this really critical time. Lack of trust or distrust in the healthcare system can have a lot of implications in terms of if patients use services, if they adhere to provider recommendations, and where they get care that's in VA facilities or from providers in the community. So the implications of a potential changes or decrement in trust um, are, are really you know, profound. And the right. VA has made rebuilding veteran trust a really key priority since this happened five mm -hmm. years ago. So we just thought it would be important to kind of go back in time and empirically assess, well, what was the impact on, on veterans' trust? So while you were doing this work, what finding was most surprising to you? What did, did something happen as a result that you were just like, wow, we really were not expecting that? What was most surprising to me was that we did see an increase in um, distrust of mm -hmm. the healthcare system, but it was pretty time limited. So Interesting. we had a really short what I think is a fairly short observation period. Mm -hmm. Our interviews were maybe about a year before the media coverage and a year after. And in that brief amount of time, we saw that distrust um, increased, particularly for uh, women in the first 90 days of the, when I suspect media coverage was most intense. Right, when the news broke and, and it was everywhere. That's yeah. right. Okay. And then, um, and then distrust went back down and essentially went returned to what you might we might call baseline levels or the same levels that it was at before the news coverage, all in about a six-month time period. So it was a relatively um, brief um, increase, and I think that is. I think what's really interesting is, is if you contrast that to what ended up being a very large policy change in terms of you know the Veterans Choice Act, now the Mission Act, really changing how veterans are able to access care. Wow. The contrast of the large policy change and a relatively s small impact on veteran um, perspectives of care um, is kind of an interesting contrast. That is really interesting because what you have is this massive long-term policy change which has implications for everything from a small community hospital that is not affiliated with VA to major VA medical centers precipitated by a fairly brief but very intense spike in public opinion. Mm -hmm. I think a second finding that is maybe a, maybe a bit less surprising but still really interesting mm -hmm. is that you might expect distrust to be high given the well given two things. One, public opinion outside the VA, just mm -hmm. general perceptions of the healthcare system, um, trust and confidence is fairly low. And then the VA is under this very tight or close microscope um, all of the time. And yet um, we measured just trust on a one to five scale and the average rating was about a two. 
And so it, distrust um, still is, is fairly low. And um, we, in our interviews, also saw um, high satisfaction with the VA for, among patients who were using, using the VA. Okay. This really came through in our interviews as well mm-hmm. in terms of um, patient narratives. Mm-hmm. So they would see things... There were certainly some veterans who were angry and upset, but there were also um, quite a few, I would say even maybe even more veterans who felt compelled to sort of defend the VA during this time. So they'd say things like, I'm hearing these horror stories in the news, but that hasn't been my experience. Or this veteran told, one of the participants told a story that they were listening to a radio news program that was discussing access in the VA. Mm -hmm. There was a caller who was um, really upset with the VA and was, you know, saying negative things. Mm-hmm. And the veteran felt very strongly that there needed to be a counter perspective. So they called into the radio program, mm-hmm. explained their position to the uh, call screener, and then got through and told, you know, the stories of the positive experiences. So if you only focused on the negative media mm-hmm. coverage, you kind of missed the point that a lot of veterans who use the VA um, have positive experiences and are, are happy with the VA. As a result of this work, is there a long-term outcome that you would like to see, whether a policy change or practice implementation? It's less so a practice implementation but uh, in clinical practice, but it could be. I do think that um, dovetailing to the point that you were making earlier, that it is important for the VA to um, promote positive stories and success stories they just don't get picked up in the same way, unfortunately, that negative stories do. And the more that we can do to um, promote the positive work of the VA, I, th- I think would, would be a, definitely be a helpful and good thing. Um, some of our veterans also said that in the interviews. <laughs> They're like, why don't we ever hear? We only hear negative things. Um, but also, this work really um, only happened because we happened to be conducting this large qualitative study at the time that the news coverage broke. So I think another implication from from what this work is, it really highlights the role of large-scale qualitative and mixed-methods studies mm-hmm. in terms of capturing veteran perspectives in when we're going through these large health system transformations. So we're about to come up on a, a, a large transformation, which is implementing the new electronic medical record. Mm-hmm. So I think going forward, it would be important to um, examine the trust of veterans who are using our community care. Because there might be ways to strengthen the community mm-hmm. care programs and make sure that we continue to um, engender trust uh, for all veterans, mm-hmm. those who are receiving care in our brick-and-mortar facilities, as well as from our network of community providers. It is very rewarding to hear um, the patient's narrative mm-hmm. yeah. and the way that uh, the VA improve, you know, um, strives to improve care mm-hmm. to provide them with the best possible experience. And having been in the VA for six or eight years, depending how you how you <laughs> count my graduate studies, yeah. uh, the VA really has you know become my family. So I really appreciate and just continue to be really inspired by the great work that everyone does. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding podcast are concerned with the scope of recently concluded or ongoing VA HSRD funded research and do not necessarily reflect current or to be implemented VA policy. To learn more about this research, visit the VA HSRD website at www.hsrd.research.va.gov.